Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Welcome to episode four of the halftime chat with Lee Addison. It is going to be a cracker this week. We talk about the West Tigers, a side that is a debatable one going into 2022. And then we talk about the North Queensland Cowboys, a side we didn't really expect to go as well as they're going. So very interesting chat between me and Lee. Make sure you guys sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Halftime Chat with Lee. And Lee, I'm honoured to have you again. I think this is the fourth episode or the fifth episode now. I've I'll, I'll, have to send you, I'll have to send you the invoice soon, big Les. <laughs> Please don't charge me too much. Don't, don't be oh, too oh, harsh oh. on me. Um, oh, oh, oh. How have you been? How's the week been? Um, mate, uh, since I last spoke with you, I've been to Bundaberg, did a clinic there. Um, excellent, excellent place, excellent uh, vibe for, for rugby league. I then spent a bit of time in my old school. They had something really important going on, so I did three days there. Not as a teacher, I was just helping out with something. It was good to reconnect with some old people and everything else. Last week, I started just feeling a bit tired and a bit run down, so I basically had a few days a few days to myself and everything. I got right back into it this week. I've got clinics upcoming and whatnot. Um, big Easter program. And I'm down in Sydney and then Melbourne, Melbourne and the UK. And as anybody who follows my socials will know, I'm, I'm also uh, part of a presenting team for a show up here called Queensland League Scene. So uh, each week I'm analysing the Queensland Cup side, which has been really good. So, yeah, mate, I don't, I don't seem to have much time to myself at the minute. Um, I think I chat to you to have a rest. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it sounds like you're very, very busy. Um, I am. Jeez, that that Queensland show. I haven't watched much of it. Um, but how's it going? How's that experience? Um, I, I bet that'd be sick having your own little show just to talk about. Yeah, those so things. I I do I do a few minutes analysis of each team. So I'm like the the resident analyst, if you like. And um, it's a old student of mine actually, Taylor Brown, who your teacher will know really well. Mm. Um, he played some Queensland Cup up here and now he's in the media game and a great fellow called John Devine and the producer is a guy called Kel Bogan and I've just got this project going um, it's still in its infant stages I mean we've only done two episodes a third episode will be out probably about the same time as this people are listening to this um, and yeah it's just really is the start of something and we're getting good feedback um, we just need to get it out there mate and just like, just like you, your podcast, I suppose. And it's, it's hard yarker at the start, isn't it? And then all of a sudden, it's like a snowball effect. So, yeah, it's good. Well, it's always hard yakker for me, uh, Lee. I'm always always scrapping. Um, but the we'll violins go... are out. <laughs> um, we'll get straight into this one. We're going to be talking yeah, about the West Tigers and the North Queensland Cowboys today. Uh, firstly, we've got the West Tigers. And, yep. geez, the, fo- the first 40 minutes of their season was all right. And then I-, I just don't know what to think about the West Tigers now. It they really took a downfall, especially after last week. I wasn't really expecting that. I 
almost tip changed my tip from the Knights uh, to the West Tigers, and then yeah, it was hard to watch. I guess. What What are your thoughts about the West Tigers? My thoughts are that when we were originally going to talk about the Tigers two weeks ago, my notes are here. And if I was to read out these notes and, and articulate them, everyone would think I'd be crazy, I think, because I talked about a potential rebuild. Um, I talked about um, the squad having better balance. I was going to talk about um, a few signings and whatnot and origin quality players. The narrative around them at the minute is really negative, though. I think a lot of that is media-driven. I think some of the media outlets and the TV shows, they want to have a villain or a uh, something negative that they can, they can, they can ch- chow down on. I think they want, they want a coach that they can have under pressure, and I think they've turned Madge into that guy already. What, what came through in their performance for me against Newcastle I I've come to the conclusion now that Madge probably has to go. I say Madge. I mean Brent Reed on an RL three sixty was saying it's Madge or Luke Brooks. Well, I don't think they should be that intrinsically linked. I just don't think Madge is a fit for that club. I don't think Madge is a fit for that club because I did hear rumours, Big Les, that he was asked to tone down some of his intense coaching. Now, the way I look at it is this. The intense coach that they apparently didn't like has won premierships on both sides of the globe. One of the, I think he's one of only two that have won a British premiership and an Australian premiership. He is a test coach. He took South to a premiership, their drought, that everyone used to hear about. People forget South hadn't won a premiership since Jesus was in sandals. And he got them over the line. And a club that hasn't made the finals for a decade, so a club that can't even finish eighth in a 16-team comp, a a club that cannot finish the season in mid-table, mid-table mediocrity, we used to call it in England, a club that can't do that is dictating to a dual premiership winning coach. The one I've just described is, if you want to keep your job, mate, you need to temper your style a little bit. Look, I know the times are moving forward. I know that there's certain ways you can't address people these days anymore and that you might have been able to five years ago, 10 years ago, 20. I understand that. But I can't sit here, mate, and say Madge McGuire is a is a terrible football coach. I think West Tigers is a really terrible club. I think it's a club that leaks, a club that's got dysfunction everywhere. I've got friends who have worked there and friends who do work there. I'm so sorry about what I'm saying about your organisation because, you know, the people I'm talking about as well, I really rate them as operators, but... It's the club that leaks left, right and centre. If somebody's unhappy, everybody knows about it. It's dysfunctional. Um, They've gone back to the future, if you like, by getting an old recruitment manager in. This was was a recruitment manager that was at the club for a little bit, obviously, when they won the Premiership in 05, but also 
did start to oversee the start of the negative downturn of performances. And I don't think it was a time to bring in too much old blood. Um, I'm a massive Tim Sheens fan. If, you, if you're trying to rebuild your club with a 70-plus-year-old, I question that a little bit as well. Like, where's the new blood? Where's the new thought? And from what I can gather, there is still somewhat animosity, if you like, between the Balmain Tigers and the West Magpies, that uh, board allocation. There's still a separate club in that sense. You've got Campbelltown over there, and then you've got Concord uh, almost on the other side of town. Like, it's... I, I want Madge to go, not for the West, necessarily for West Tigers' sake, for Madge's sake. I, I think Madge's got more to offer this this sport. I think the Tigers are a basket case. Um, we'll look at the example of Luke Brooks, Les. You, you probably regret asking me this question now. You're not going to get a word in. I think Luke Brooks is a fine player. He's never been managed properly. I remember having an issue with him when I was a schoolboy coach and a schoolboy rep coach. And Luke Brooks was somebody who always had his tyres pumped up by people around him. You can't do anything wrong with it. You can't do anything wrong with blah, blah, blah. And I didn't pick him for a rep team because he didn't trial because he was led to, led to believe that he didn't have to trial and still get in. And his behaviour towards me in one game one day wasn't great, but I just knew he was a kid. He had his head filled, filled with stuff. Luke Brooks is a perfect example of somebody whose career has been mismanaged. I'd love to see a Luke Brooks a year or so ago or two years ago go to a Roosters, go to a a Panthers, go to a Manly under Dez, go to a... I was going to say the Broncos just because they won a couple of games. But, you know, just a strong club that would look after him. And You know, Luke Brooks is a good player who guides the team round quite well for 80% of the game, but he tries to throw too many um, rabbits out the hat in key stages and and it doesn't look good. He tries to be flashy. And then you've got to look at the recruitment. You know, why have they got Luke Brooks and Jackson Hastings there? Jackson Jackson Hastings have been the best player so far in round one and two. Jackson Hastings is a quality footballer, somebody who took Salford to within Cooey of winning an NRL uh, uh, Super League Grand Final. That just doesn't happen. Um, he's won the Man of Steel Award over in England. Um, he did well at Wigan. He's a good footballer. He's coming back a better man. I just don't see Luke Brooks and Jackson Hastings, how they can flourish together. They're almost too, too similar in some ways. Just everywhere I look, mate, this club is, is eating itself, basically. What, what are your thoughts now? I've heard number of NRL analysis guys talking about this. We'll get to those highlights in a second, but what do you, what are your, what are your thoughts on the five captain sort of go at the West Tigers? Oh, personally, I don't like it. I think there's too many people talking where you got to have that one guy that you trust. Cause I know in my football team, there's only one captain and that one guy is the one that speaks and the rest you know, just listen. Whereas I think if there's more than one captain, there's too many voices, and sometimes you're just like, "Fuck, who do I listen to?" You know what I mean? So, what, mate? Um, you're you're asking the wrong coach because I've done something similar before, mm. um, and sometimes I don't even have a captain. I have a saying that the team is the captain, and 
sometimes there's an out-and-out leader that jumps out and you've just got to make them captain. Other times, other times, there isn't. So you have to pick three, four, five captains. If if West Tigers were two and zero, everyone would be saying, what a great idea to have five captains. If Penrith Panthers had five captains and won the Premiership last year, everybody would be doing it. You might notice there's been an outbreak of clubs that are doing that those breathing circles where they score a try, they get back into a circle and do some controlled breathing. That's because teams that are successful happen to be doing that. I think that that's just something else to hit Madge with, hit the Tigers with. A bit like the Pokey incident the other day. The incident was that a few blokes went to some poker machines and hmm. went went home at 10 o'clock or whatever it was. Didn't break curfew, didn't break a law, didn't drink alcohol, but it became an incident. Hmm. I just think it's something that's been built up to be something it isn't. Um, I don't think it's the negative people are saying. What it probably does suggest is that there isn't an out-and-out leader at the Tigers. I would imagine, though, that if they gave the captains our band to Jackson Hastings, he would do a rather good job. That's just my fault. Um, now, look, I made a comment before saying the first 40 minutes was the best for the Tigers in round one. Now, against the Melbourne Storm, especially for a team like the West Tigers, leading, I think it was 10 to 4 at halftime, is pretty darn good for a West Tigers side. Then all of a sudden, I wouldn't say they switched off, but they sort of did. And then Melbourne, doing what Melbourne does, came out and and got the win at the end of the day. But, geez, it was a good effort in the first 40 minutes. Luke Brooks looked really good. Um, yeah. Did you, get, did you get to watch that game? And if you did, what were your thoughts on the first 40? It reminded me of virtually 12 months ago. I've got a good mate who lives around the corner from me who's a West Tigers fan. And I always have half a look at the West Tigers because I want them to win for my mate. One, two, three, Mickey T. And... I remember texting him saying, they don't look bad, these these Tigers. About a year ago, I think they were playing Penrith. I can't remember. And then in the last 20 minutes, they sort of drifted off and lost. It's actually a really common thing in their, in their game, the second half or some of the second half drifting off. And I think it comes down to the mentality of the players that they've got. So any Premiership winning team has a good mix of flashy players skillful players, but also grinders who can just grind things out all the time. There seems to be a severe lack of people who can grind things out all the time with the Tigers. And even your flashy ones sometimes have to, have to be able to grind things out too. And by grinding things out, and I'm pointing to my brain, it's about being mentally tough at key stages of the game. What I would suggest when the Melbourne game was at half-time and, and Tigers were up, Tigers probably didn't have anything to lose in that game because they were playing Melbourne Storm. So they probably played with a bit of gay abandon. And then eventually Melbourne just went, right, here we go. There's another thought, though. I don't know if Melbourne are quite the team that they were. Mm. Well, I, I then we said this the other week as well. I thought that Melbourne would have kind of come out really, really hungry, and they did. 
but it seems like everyone else around them has improved as well. And I think everyone is sort of starting to get used to these new changes. And it's like Melbourne got used to it really quickly, but everyone else is sort of starting to grasp what's going on. And it's not making Melbourne stand out as much as they did last year, where they really got the hold of those rule changes very quickly. Um, the reality, the reality is though that Melbourne have had a better start to their season this year than they did last year. They lost round two, if I remember rightly, to Parramatta. Mm. Uh, they don't, they don't lose round one. They don't seem to be capable of losing round one, but they lost round two last year. So they're actually in a better position than they were a year ago. To be fair to them. And their dominant football happened, if you remember, sort of like in the middle to the back end of the middle of last year. They probably timed their run a bit too early. I mean, we're not here to talk about Melbourne, are we? We're here to talk about the Tigers. Hmm. I think I think if the Tigers were humming or roaring, I think they would have turned that into a victory. I think Melbourne are possibly there for the taking a little bit at the minute. Now, I thought this – yeah, I, I totally agree with you there, Lee. I thought this would be a bit interesting. I've got the highlights here for the West Tigers and the Knights game, the game last week. I just, and we're not here to talk about the Knights, but I just wanted to show you and I wanted to show the people watching on YouTube sort of just where the Tigers are, I wouldn't say going wrong, but how the Knights sort of capitalised over them. Am I all right to do a bit of an analysis with you? So if I say pause it or whatever, am I all right to do all that? 100%, Lee, 100%. Yeah. The first thing I'm worried about is I've got to watch it again because <laughs> they were so poor. They were so poor. Um, there's, a, there's an incident here in a minute where the fullback doesn't put his body on the line when mm. he goes for the ball. So when the kick comes through, he, he doesn't put his body on the line. And that's inexcusable in first grade football. And then a bit later on leading up to... Um, Peachy's send-off. There was some little discipline in defence that I'd hope to see. But yeah, I mean, there's no way that should have been a try there. The full-back should have collected it and ran under the opposition sticks and scored a try for West Tigers. I mean, it was perfect. Um, whoever that full-back is, I've forgotten. He, he needs to be embarrassed and put himself in reserve grade for not putting his body on the line there. That's the minimum you expect at first grade standard is your, your teammate putting, putting the body on the line. The there's an incident a bit later on where Peachy ended up doing something silly at the play of the ball. I think it's just indicative of, of, of what's going around the heads of some of the players. They're doing their own thing a little bit, uh, walking to the beat of their own drum. This is sloppy here, an attack, and it leads to Dane Gagai running away. I think maybe a few years ago, Dane Gagai might have burned everyone, but he's still playing damn good football. Mm. And then now the, the Tigers are just playing catch-up. Defender jumps out the line here and manages to cling on by the collar. Mm. And that's never a good recipe for tackling. He didn't need to jump out the line. If he stayed out the line... Yeah, and this is there was going... little guy there. Yeah, yeah. If, if he'd have stayed in the line, they would have defended that comfortably. Instead, he flew out, did something a bit silly, gets Simbin. Again, this is just people just on their own buzz a little bit at the minute and... and walking to the beat of their own drum. Silly play from Peachy, but you don't do that if you're part of a disciplined network of, of, of players and you, you don't want to let your teammates down. When I look at the Tigers' attack here, it's pretty flat, quite easy to defend. Um, but I did really like to see Jimmy the Jet open up here. He gets a bit of a bad rap sometimes. And Again, I mean, I'm, I don't think it's any 
any coincidence that Wayne Benny absolutely got the best out of him all the time because probably treated him like a human being rather than a uh, a commodity. Well, merchandise, look, yeah. Yeah, look at this. Look at this West Tigers defensive line. It's all over the show. I don't even know if they know what their job is. Um, it's quite embarrassing. It was something I noticed in their defensive system last year too. Um, just like to look confused. They, they're playing. They're playing their own. They're playing their own defensive system. When I say their own defensive system, I mean each individual's got their own defensive system. So um, when I look at it technically, there's no wonder the Tigers got rolled the way they did. Um, nice of them to score a try, but uh, or did they get that one ruled out? They got that oh, one ruled out. For, that's, yeah. right. that's unlucky. Yeah. I oh. mean, and something was just on nearly on there as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's my it's, uh, when you actually look at this in the cold light of day, the Tigers look really poor at times. Yeah. The, no one. Yeah. As you, as you mentioned before, the defensive line and just players coming out when they don't need to. Uh, this is just a freakish effort there from Gagai. And look, don't get, don't get me, don't get us wrong. There are, there are some pretty decent signs from them as well. Some attacking yeah. plays, they look really good. But, yeah, it was, as you said, it was a bit flat. And most times, especially in defense, um, there you go, Mamalo going over there. But um, I do have a bit a bit of a criticism of Michael Maguire as a coach sometimes. I think his attack can be a bit too structured. I think what he's got is some fine footballers who can look up and play, and I think he should let them let them loose a little bit a bit more because when they do they, they can they can put on some points yeah for sure I, I can agree with that and here we go we move on to some of the stats here we firstly we've got this signings um signings we've got oliver gildart until 2023 jackson hastings yeah. 2023 peachy till 2023 stafford toa until 2023 as well and he's actually playing uh, in the centres uh, for Jimmy the Jet, who's been ruled out of this week as well. I'm not sure as to why he was ruled out, um, but uh, Jimmy the Jet has been ruled out of this one late, uh, and Stafford Tyre gets that starting centre jersey, and they're all there till 2023. Um, so it looks like they've got a bit of a plan. Um, any signings that stand out to you? I know we touched on Jackson Hastings before. Um, yeah. I know you're a fan Oliver of... Oliver Guild. Yeah, yeah Gildart. It, it, it comes from good stock. His dad, his dad Ian, played for Wigan, and um, Gildart's only only he's only twenty five years old, so he's he's sort of approaching his peak. I think he'll be a great signing for the Tigers. I do think Tyrone Peachy is a great signing for the Tigers too. Um, a good player who can play everywhere basically, but a very good lock. Uh, um, it was a big part of the Titans. Uh, made them do better things. And he's also an origin quality player, uh, if you ask me. Um, whether he ever plays origin or whatever, I don't know. But um, I did at one point uh, sort of think that this recruitment was was good. I still think it's good. I just think they needed to do about six more signings. Because um, <laughs> they've still got too many players who are a bit mentally weak and, and mm. whatnot. Um, mate. That that is one of the stronger signing columns that we've seen, isn't it? Like if you look at the four players, they're actually really good. They're they're, they're good players. They're good signings. Yeah, definitely good signings there. Uh, and you look about look at the guys that are walking out of the club here. Um, Michael Cheekham to the Rabbitohs. I thought Cheekham had some really good signs last year. I know he was out. Yeah. Just it. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, you go. Oh, um, I'm not surprised to see a Lalua leave. Mm. Um, just because a player like Lalua is probably a bit too far away from the way that Madge wants to see football played a bit. Like, um, so that didn't surprise me. Uh, Russell Packer was a decent, solid middle. Moses Mbai, um, skillful player. Uh, whether he's the answer, uh, I don't think it matters that much that he's left. Billy Walters played some decent football, didn't he, in round one? Um, well, he looked good. He looked good yeah. last round off the bench too. Yeah, look, I, I don't, I don't look at that losses column with the exception of Cheekab. Mm. I don't think there's too much sadness about them going really. I'm, I'm but, very happy about Cheekam. I'm very happy that South have picked him up. Yeah. Yeah. South yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. Look, at decent signings here, as we talked about uh, some of the players that just managed to get out of the West Tigers system. We have eight wins and 16 losses last season. And trust me, that's right. I've looked it up a few times. <laughs> if they're uh, not careful looking at the draw, they're going to be 0 and 7 or 0 and 8. Mm. This year, so um, we've got to be really careful. We've got to get they've got to get a win this weekend. If I go back to the players, the team that they're versing, they're coming up against the Warriors, so I think they're very capable of of getting that one <clears> done. <throat> but yeah, it's just a matter of if, the, if they come in and they come prepared. Uh, they've well, got both sides. Both sides haven't won a game, so mm. one of them is going to be naught from three, and it, it's about who wants it more. I think. Even just looking at the side, it's pretty similar to last week. Toa's a really prolific try scorer as well. He definitely was for the Knights. Uh, he'll be good there in the centres. And then you've got Madden as well, who's a really good young gunner. Talked about him yeah, yeah, just yeah. got it up. Pretty decent team. Yeah, uh, it's not bad. I mean, I think got a new coach could come in and, and quite like what he's got, particularly if he builds a team around Hastings. And there's a fellow called Adam Dewey in that right column who's going to come back around about the middle of the year. He's a great footballer. Yeah, Adam Dewey's going to be a big lift for the West Tigers when he comes back for me. It depends where he plays, though. For me, I'd have him in the six. Um, but there's a lot of talk me he'll too. be yeah. there's a lot of talk he'll be in me the too. centers, which is oh, I think it's just a waste of space. I think he'd be so good in the six. He's very good in the centers. No, don't get me wrong, but I think that his best position, if we're talking about his best position. I'd be moving Jackson Hastings to lock and having Adam Dewey there in the six, if that's what it took. Um, Mate, I'd have Jackson Hastings at seven and Dewey at six. You wouldn't even have Luke Brooks in there? He's had, he's had enough time at the wheel. Um, this is what I'm saying about their recruitment. I'm a, I'm a Luke Brooks fan. Mm. But why, why would the club get Jackson Hastings if they were happy with Luke Brooks? It just doesn't make sense. So, yeah. I, I'd have I'd have hate. The worst thing you can do as a coach, I think, is try, try and put everybody in the team. Like you, mm. your best, you've got to put the best, the best number seven in number seven, the best number six in number six. And I think Jackson Hastings is a better option right now than Luke Brooks for West Tigers. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I I can sort of agree with that as well. And yeah, we were talking about all the stuff that Hastings has done over in the Super League as well. He's a he's a fantastic player. Um, I, I I want Brooks to go somewhere else and and under a fresh coach and and succeed. That's what I want because I do rate Brooks. So I just think he needs the right management. When I say management, I mean hmm. head management from people who are 
looking after him kind of thing. Look at what James Tedesco did once he moved from the Tigers to mm. to the Roosters. He became a new player. Um, the prop forward, what's his name, who was part of that big four, Woods. You know, his, his career has gone from strength to strength in many ways since he left the Tigers. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll ask you if you know <clears throat> these guys or I've seen them play some footy uh, before they've come into first grade. Jock Madden and Jake Simpkins, some young guns coming through. Um, no, not Jake, familiar with them, sorry. Oh, good. Jake Simpkin, he's a dummy half. Uh, he's played, I think, two or three games last season, and he and he looked all right. He looked, he was out. Um, there was a little sort of buffer, I guess, with the West Tigers when they were trying to figure out who was going to play in their nine. I guess they won't have to think about that next year because they've got Appy Coruscant walking into the building. But uh, this year in particular, um, they're sort of going to have to figure that one out. And Jake Simpkin was sort of a guy that was mentioned there. Jacob Little, though, um, I think is the one they're going to go with. Uh, and yeah, Jock okay. Madden. Jock Madden uh, is a really talented seven and six. He's playing in the six this week for the Tigers um, since Jackson Hastings, I think, is suspended. Um, but, yeah, uh, he's a really talented footballer as well. Not the biggest. And don't forget Will, Will, William Kai as well. William Kai is a young center. Of, is that how you say it? Kai? Kai? I think so, yeah. William yeah, Kai, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. It's uh, Jock Madden. Sounds like an NFL player. <laughs> yeah, he full does, doesn't he? Um, he'd be perfect in the NFL. Um, <laughs> geez, he'd get a lot of sponsors, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Key players uh, for 2022. I think mostly their spine is going to be the key. Locking down the spine, <laughs> locking down who's going to be in there, that's probably going to be the key for the Tigers. If they've got that sorted, they can worry about the rec- – well, I wouldn't say later, but they can worry about that recruitment of who's going everywhere else yeah. later on once they get that spot yeah. sort of down pat. And if they have yeah, plans to bring someone else in, they can do that. Um, but I think they need to get that spine figured out first. So Hastings, Brooks, Dewey, Peachy, and even James Taumo being the main sort of captain in that side – um, I think will be the keys for 2022. Anyone else you'd add in there or anything to say about the guys that are already in there? I don't think James Tamil is the kind of person you should build your front row around. I think he's... Uh... So whenever I have a prop rotation, right, I have a couple of players who really put a dent in the opposition and a couple of players who are a bit more mobile and a bit smarter around the rook. And I, and I put James Tamil in that section. I don't think the opposition go, oh, no, we're playing against James Tamil today. I just don't think he's that kind of player. Um, and he was at the Cowboys, wasn't he, behind Matt Scott? Yes, Am he I was. right? Yep. Yeah. And, and um, Matt Scott is the, was the perfect foil for him in that sense. Um, and I think, yeah, I just, I just think he needs somebody else around him. I, I do rate him as a player. I just don't think he's the enforcer or the... I don't think it's the Glenn Lazarus that's going to get him to a title, put it that way. Yeah, I think he's he's a decent leader, but he's a decent leader in a top eight side, I think. I'm not sure yeah. he'd be the way to go in a side that's trying to rebuild. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I think he's a good player, great bloke. Again, it's just about what's around him, you know, like it's... With, with all this yeah. captain sort of dilemma going on at the moment, if you had to pick one player in that side to really steer the ship around, I think I already know who you're going to say, but who would you sort of pick as that one guy to lead the, the Tigers around as that captain? Told you. 
told you already. Jackson Hastings. Jackson Hastings, yeah. Yeah. I saw what he did. I saw what he did to Salford Reds, Red Devils. I saw what he did to Wigan. He brought them close to th- to the Premiership as well. Um, he's, you know, he he was he's always been a good footballer. It's just that he had a bust up with Dally Cherry Evans at Dally Ed Cherry Evans's club. So, um, and the club sided with with sorry Daly Cherry Cherry Evans. Um, and it all didn't end well for him. So, but now he's back, and I think he's had the perfect second apprenticeship in the Super League. Isn't it? no, you know, he's been he's been their shining light already, hasn't he, Jackson Hastings? Mm. The maturity he will have learned in in England, being the main hub of Salford Reds and Wigan Warriors. You know, Wigan's Wigan Warriors is probably a bigger club than West Tigers in the pantheon of the world, or it certainly was at one point, anyway. And Jackson Hastings was their pivot and their their leader. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I reckon he's going to be great for the West Tigers, and uh, it'd be very interesting to see how the spine shapes up for them going into the rest of this season. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see where they sort of sit on the ladder. If you had to put them in a sort of column uh, to where they sit at the end of the season, where would you put them? Seventeenth. I think they're going to be worse. I think they're going to be worse than the bottom team. I just, I just, I just think there's so much wrong there. Mm. I was going to really say, I was like, we're not including the Dolphins, um, but yeah, jeez, uh, it's going to be a very interesting year for the, for the West Tigers, and hopefully we're wrong. Hopefully they come out and have a really good 2022. And I, you, know, it, you know, you know, you know, a caveat though, I've not watched mm. the Warriors yet. Mm. I've not watched the Warriors yet, and that might be a game to watch this weekend. It might be. It might be, and hopefully they do notch up the win. It'd be very entertaining to see them get a win there. Um, I'm pretty sure they're at home too, if I just double-check here. I've got some notes from another thing I did, um, but I'm pretty sure that they are at home. Campbelltown Sports uh, Sports Stadium, yes, they are at home. Um, It'd be very interesting to see how they go, the West Tigers. Well, there you go, guys. That is part one of the halftime chat with me and Lee Addison. Make sure you go follow him at the Rugby League Coach. Make sure you go ahead, look for the AM Higher program in your area. Make sure you go and book one. In the next part of this episode, we will talk about uh, where the AM Higher program is going, where it will be over the next few weeks. From my understanding, it is going to be in Brisbane. So make sure if you're a Brisbane goer, if you live up there in Brisbane, that you have a look at his Aim High program and you book yourself uh, into that. It is such a rewarding program and 60 bucks a week. I mean, it is so worth it. Make sure you go and give Lee a follow at the Rugby League. Coach, make sure you watch his YouTube as well. He does a weekly analysis of Super League teams. He also has a show at the moment. Uh, for Queensland Cup sides, just going through uh, their sides and um, and do their different teams in that comp and, and analysing Q Cup teams. So make sure you go and give all those a look. Thank you for choosing Big Lizards League and all the rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend and I'll see you in part two. Oh,